What's up? Welcome back. I was going to start this episode by saying I'm super excited about the topic we're going to talk about today. And then I realized that I'm pretty sure that I say that in front of every episode. But the problem is I actually am always seriously really excited to talk about what we're going to talk about. So maybe the real problem is I need to increase my vocabulary so I can say it in different ways. Maybe I'll start saying like, I'm fantastically excited. Oh, dang it. I said fantastic. Okay, never mind. I'm sticking with my original plan. I'm super excited to talk about this subject. It actually really hits home for me because today I'm going to tell you a kind of personal story about diastasis recti. So first, let's talk about what diastasis recti is. This is an issue where your six-pack, basically the muscles that run down the front of your stomach, they separate. So if you ever look at a photo of a six-pack, just like the autonomy, you'll see a small line that runs in between the right ab and the left ab. That is called the linea alba. And oftentimes, this gets stretched out, which causes the six-pack to separate and causes diastasis recti. This is often really common after a mother has had multiple pregnancies back to back. If you've had um, multiple births at once, so if you're like a triplet mom or a twin mom, if you've had big babies, another factor is exercise or movement during pregnancy, like if you're having proper core connection. And simply for some people, there's not like a real reason. They just might have pregnancy or they might not be properly connecting the core during movements and it creates diastasis recti. Now, diastasis recti is super discouraging because it basically creates that lower pooch. You know, it sits around the belly button or normally under it. Some people can have diastasis recti higher up in their abs, but I would say most often it is around the belly button or below the belly button. This is uh, very close to my heart, this subject, because when I developed diastasis recti, I had just had my twins and I felt super alone and confused about it. So today I'm going to tell you my story. I'm going to break down exactly what happened so that I can raise awareness because I hope that no other mother ever has to have a baby and feel like she doesn't understand what's going on with her body. So let's get into it. My name's Andrea Allen, and I am a mother of four girls under seven, a wifey to a mountain man, a personal trainer, and a nutrition coach. I love all things women's health and fitness, but let's face it, the fitness industry is complicated, and it's not built for the everyday mom. There's so much conflicting information, and you're busy, and you don't have time to figure it out. I hate feeling confused and overwhelmed, so I have made it my mission to simplify health and fitness while creating a welcoming, realistic, and empowering home for like-minded women. I'm happy you're here, and I hope you stay a while. So I had my twins when I was 28 years old. My husband and I had struggled with fertility issues, and we did fertility for, I think, about two and a half years. And we did a couple rounds of failed insemination, and then finally we did IVF, and we were lucky enough to become pregnant with two babies, two baby girls eventually, and I had them in the middle of my 28th year. I exercised throughout my pregnancy. I had majored in public health education. I was a fitness instructor, so I taught classes on fitness. I had a pretty good background of it considering what I went to school for. And then I also had continuing education because of being a fitness instructor. So I had taken courses on pre and postnatal fitness and nutrition and all kinds of things. So I felt like I was prepared to you know, carry babies and then have babies and then become a mother and get back into fitness. At my six-week checkup, I was super excited to, like, get back into fitness. You know, I made it to the six-week mark. Good for me. I was 
super excited. So I started to do low impact movements again. I started adding back in planks because I wanted to get my core back because with twins, my belly was out there. It literally, I could set a drink on there and walk around and it would have stayed there. It was It was so big and round. So I was super excited to be moving. So I started back into planks. I started into like medium to lighter weights. I started into crunches. I really wasn't doing anything crazy, but I was moving once the doctor told me I could move. But something just felt off. Like I thought maybe this is just how it is, you know, but it just kind of felt off, which in general, after you have a baby, it's different for a little while. But I didn't know any different. So I thought maybe this is just normal. This time in my life, I also really enjoyed running. I don't run very much anymore, but I used to run a lot more. And at about 10 to 12 weeks, somewhere around there, I went for a run. And it wasn't too long of a run, but I was excited. I made my playlist and I, you know, set out for my run. And I peed my pants the whole time. And I came home and my lower back was hurting and my stomach was hurting. And I just felt like terrible. I thought like, oh my gosh, is this my new normal? No, it's not. I'm sure it'll get better over time. And this is just, you know, the beginning postpartum, which is correct. But it's still my issue was a little bit deeper than just normal recovery. A couple weeks later, I decided I wanted to go back to the gym and go to a fitness class. Now, remember, I'm a fitness instructor. I actually started teaching fitness when I was 19 years old. I was in the middle of a, a depressive episode for me and it was something that actually really helped heal my depression and helped improve you know my relationship with myself and just to feel great and so since I was 19 I've really used fitness as a form of therapy for myself so that was you know I was 28 at this time I started in the fitness when I was 19 so it's been nine years that I have just loved exercise and used it as a form of self-therapy and healing for myself and to clear my mind And the biggest way, one of the biggest ways I did that was kickboxing. And I still do kickboxing. If you follow me on Instagram, you will see sometimes in my stories, I will post a video of me doing kickboxing. It is probably my second love. I do weights because I know my body needs them, but I do kickboxing because my soul and my heart loves it. So I still do that very regularly. Anyway, I was going to go to a kickboxing class and I was super excited. I showed up. I knew the instructor. I was happy to be there as my first class back after I've had my twins. It took me forever to load them up to get them, you know, to go to the class. And at the time, my belly, I noticed like early in the morning, it looked a little bit better. And by night, it definitely was pooching out more and it was sticking out. And I thought, that's kind of weird. I'm not sure why that's happening, but I'm definitely going to go to a morning fitness class because my stomach looks more normal in the in the morning. So I show up at this class and I go in and I'm, you guys, I can't even tell you how excited I was to be there. Like I can still remember the outfit I wore, this like tight pink tank top that I thought looked cute on me and these black shorts. And I had, I bought some new shoes after I had the baby so I could get, you know, moving again. And I stood like in a middle row and as the class started and we were moving I am peeing my pants and I'm like, what is happening? And slowly I moved from like the front of the class to like the middle of the class to like the back row and probably maybe 10, maybe 15 minutes in, I left in tears. And I went and got my girls and I got in my car and sorry, I drove home crying because I felt confused. I felt alone. 
I was like, why is this happening? I don't understand. The doctor said I was fine. My stomach's just been weird since I had the twins. And I'm super active and I eat healthy. And why? what is going on with my stomach? So I went home and I researched and researched and researched. I didn't remember any courses in college or even any of my certs for AFA talking about how this could happen or what's going on, even in my pre and postnatal courses that I took for certifications. And I stumbled across one article that talked about diastasis recti. Now, there's lots of ways you can say it. Diastasis recti, diastasis recti, diastasis recti. I don't really care how you say it as long as you know what we're talking about. So I found one article that talked about diastasis recti. And I felt like a little ray of hope, like, oh my gosh, I think I have this. It explained how the abs are separated, how it caused a pooch in the lower belly, how sometimes it causes leakage and some back pain. And I had a glimmer of hope and I made an appointment with my OB to see if he could tell me a little bit more about it. I think the appointment with the OB was just a couple days later. And I show up and I tell him, hey, I think I have this issue. What can I do? And, you know, he checks me and he's like, oh, yes, you do. You're going to have to have surgery. We have to sew your abs together. And then we can put a sling in for your bladder to stop you from peeing while you're doing activities. My heart sank. I understand that surgery is needed for things, but this felt to me like... I've never heard of these things. And I know hundreds of women. I know everyone in my family have older sisters. You know, I've never heard anyone talk about these things. Why would I need both of these things? And so that glimmer of hope was smashed to pieces and I felt terrible. I told him I would think about it and I left the office crying again. And I felt like, oh, maybe after being a mom, you're just never the same. But that confused me because I felt like I knew people who were still moving around and doing things. So why was I having such issues um, with feeling good and feeling my, my core and my belly just starting to heal? I just, it wasn't happening. So I went home again and I researched more. And I would put my kids to bed at night and I would hurry and, and get on my computer and I would look up everything that I could before I had to feed them for a night feeding because you know how it is with twins you're feeding them what feels like all the time so I would hurry and do it from like 9 to 12 like every night I felt like and I found another article that said you could see a women's physiotherapist and I was lucky enough to have a physiotherapist in the area at the time I lived near Chicago and I went in and saw her and she hooked me up to all these electrodes like down on my lady parts. And I was like, this is different. <laughs> and so she hooked me all up and she said, okay, I want you to um, squeeze your pelvic floor. And I was like, okay. And she was like, um, I said, squeeze your pelvic floor. And I was like, oh, I totally am. And she was like, no, you're totally not. And I was like, I am. I'm squeezing my pelvic floor. And she was like, you are squeezing your butthole. <laughs> and I was like, dang it, I am? And she was like, yeah, your pelvic floor is not firing at all. I didn't know how to do a Kegel. I couldn't lift and close it. There was like no connection down there. It was like, it was like numb. I had no idea what I was supposed to be feeling, but I apparently did know how to squeeze my butthole. So that I thought was a win, but she was like, no, that's not a win. That's not helping us with the issue. So she explained to me what we we're going to do, that we we're going to work on firing the pelvic floor, that we are going to connect it with breathing, that we we're going to work on connecting my transverse abdominals, which was a muscle that I had like, you know, I remember learning about in biology, but like I didn't remember any sections in any of my training courses and anything on the transverse abdominals. I feel like all I ever heard about was like the obliques and like the six pack. And so I was like, oh, okay. 
So I left and that glimmer of hope was back. I was like, okay, she said, you know, I can work on these things. And I, and before I left, I said, uh, the doctor told me I had to have surgery. Am I going to have to have surgery? Am I ever going to be able to like do activities without peeing my pants? Like I, I can't wear a thick pad everywhere I go. Like I'm only 28. I got a long life to live. And she was like, oh my gosh, yes, we can see improvements. Your doctor is incorrect. Some people do have surgery, but there is so much that can be done through proper core connection. And I literally felt like my heart leaped. Like I was like, okay, okay, I can do this. Like I might just have a little bit of a different route than other people. I've never heard of diastasis recti before, but like I can work through this. And it gave me that hope that like, I, I could be, I could feel like myself. I could feel good again. I, I didn't have to deal with some of these issues forever. We ended up moving like, I want to say like a month after I met her. My husband ended up losing his job and we had to move back to Arizona. That is a whole nother podcast I will tell you guys about someday. But we ended up moving back and I found a physical therapist here and I worked with her and she was super great and helped me learn to like do short contractions with my pelvic floor and then long contractions and then connecting that to the breathing. And then we talked about how to connect that to movements. And it just made me feel alive. Like, and I started to see improvements. I stopped the leaking. My core started looking better. And it took a little time. After my twins, it took me, I want to say about eight months till I really felt like visually it wasn't just flat in the morning. It would, it would stay, my stomach would stay properly connected and it wouldn't feel uncomfortable all day. I remember before I went to the physical therapist saying to my husband, I don't know what's going on with my stomach. It's just weird. And I remember him saying like, I know it's almost like your organs are trying to fall out of your body, like uh, on my stomach. And he was totally right. It felt like my organs were pushing on my stomach. That's what it felt like because the abs were so separated. That linea alba was so stretched out that it felt like my insides were pushing on my belly and there was no tight core there was no corset to like keep them in feeling good and so as I worked with her I started feeling the improvements there I stopped feeling that way and my core started feeling better and laying flatter and I just started to feel like myself again after starting to see improvements I actually ended up becoming pregnant with Camry and it was a total surprise baby like it was out of the blue we were ecstatic I felt tired for a couple days and you know how it is when you find out you're pregnant and I figured it out and I was like oh my gosh I'm pregnant this is so exciting we didn't think we'd ever have kids on our own after all of our fertility issues and to have this baby that just came on its own with you know no fertility we were just over the moon so I was super excited to be pregnant again but I was scared because I was like oh I have just fixed this core issue and now I'm going to be pregnant and I will I will do anything to be pregnant again so I'm going to figure this out So I, again, did what I do best because I really am a problem solver. If something isn't working, I will figure out how to make it work. It is just part of who I am. Um, If I, I mean, when I was in high school, if I didn't like a schedule, I figured out how to like adjust the schedule all around and get all the, you know, the counselors at school to work with me to like situate the stuff that the way that I felt like it made most sense. And I'm that way in life now still. When things happen, I just am a problem solver. So I researched and I researched and I started researching how to protect the core while you're pregnant. And before I became pregnant, I became familiar with exercises that weren't good for my core. And I started avoiding them and started being aware of that. And I started being better about breathing. But 
as I became pregnant again, I learned that it wasn't always just about avoiding certain exercises, which is what you hear a lot, but it was also about connecting your core properly during movements. I had made the mistake in my first pregnancy that no one told me that like maybe a core, I mean a plank, when I was in a plank to make sure that I was, you know, drawing my pelvic floor in and wrapping my transverse abdominals in. So while I was strong enough to be in the form of a plank, my core was not connected properly and it was causing issues for my diastasis. So this pregnancy, I was aware, I was hyper aware and I started sharing the information online that I knew because I had I had gone through this and I was like, I'm going to do the best I can to make sure that after this pregnancy, this diastasis isn't worse. Because the truth is, with every pregnancy, as your belly starts pushing out again, it's putting pressure on that weakened linea alba and it kind of comes back. And then you have to kind of heal it again and bring the core back together postpartum. So I spent time, you know, working on doing correct core engagement, being aware of my movements, not just doing any exercise and just making sure I'm doing the exercises that were functional for me and good for me. And I spent a lot of time focusing there. And not only that, but during my labor, there was such a change when I understood how to connect to my inner core, my deep core muscles better, my pelvic floor and my transverse abdominals. So for example, with my twins, that that labor was literally like a war scene. Like I was pushing and the doctors are like, you're not pushing, which makes sense. Cause remember I couldn't feel my pelvic floor. They're like, you're not pushing. And I was like, I am pushing. And they basically had to like pull the babies out. And I swear that the doctor stuck his whole head up there and reached up and grabbed the second baby, Ella, because after Olivia had come out, Ella scooted back up the canal. So I'm pretty sure my husband jokes that he literally put both hands in and his head and pulled her out. So it was a dramatic labor because I was struggling with the pushing and it felt like it was taking a long time and they just, it it was just crazy. So with my second labor, because I understood my inner core muscles, it was a breeze. I understood how to relax my pelvic floor. I understood how to contract my pelvic floor. I understood how to exhale and breathe as I was pushing and use my transverse abdominals, my deep core muscles and relax the pelvic floor. I understood that it was more than just bearing down. A lot of times we're told, push like you're pooping. Here's the deal. Most of the time when people are pooping, they're holding their breath. And that's actually very bad for your core and it's how you get hemorrhoids. So when I push, I'm better at you know breathing through it and making sure you're not holding your breath and you're not just pushing with your bum, but you're relaxing the pelvic floor and you know contracting the abs. And all the whole circus, it is kind of a circus. You guys know what I mean. The whole process of being aware of what I was feeling in my pelvic floor and using my abs and using my breathing to support the labor. I pushed out that baby in like three pushes. It was like a five minute labor. It was no big deal. I recovered faster because I was connected to my inner core because I'd learned my lesson. I had understood diastasis. I understood how to connect to, you know, my inner deep muscles. I recovered faster and even my diastasis healed faster. Remember I said after my twins, it took a lot longer because I had not done things correctly. And after Camry, I want to say my stomach began, the two finger gap was pretty much gone and my stomach laid flatter by about three months. And it was the same with Easton because I had learned how to connect to the inner core so much better. So not only did I have a faster labor, but my core felt better after my other two babies because I better understood the labor and my core looked better faster. So it was like a triple threat. I wasn't having back pain. I, I was better about being aware of exercises and all the things and it was all better. 
So not only did I feel more in control during my labor and like I understood what I was doing, I also recovered faster. My core felt better faster. My core laid flatter faster. I started to be able to move faster. I had less pain. Just so many layers once I understood the inner core better and making my life and the recovery so much better postpartum. I tell you this story because I know so many moms struggle with diastasis recti or simply just a weak core and they don't even know. They're totally unaware of it. I see it all the time. I get emails from people who are going to become clients and they send me their photos and I can visually tell by their photo and I will send them back a video and say, you need to check for diastasis recti or diastasis recti, however you want to say it. And they will check and be like, oh my gosh, I have a three finger, you know, gap. And if you're like, I don't know if I have it, there's a video I will add in the show notes that I have on my Instagram. It shows you how to check, but we'll put it in the show notes. And a lot of people are just unaware. So then they feel alone and discouraged because they're like, I'm exercising, I'm eating healthy, but like my belly is just off. It's wrong. I don't get it. And they don't understand. And they just think that's how it's got to be as a mom. And, and while sometimes, yes, postpartum, we get loose skin and things change. Like I'm not the same person I was. I have stretch marks. I have some loose skin, but there is a difference in feeling that pain and feeling the inner core connect and the belly's ability to lay flatter when it is connecting properly. A lot of women don't know how to fire their pelvic floor and to draw their transverse abdominals in. And I tell you this because that woman that I told you about that sat at the computer researching late at night, that cried when she left the gym, that cried when she left the doctor's office, that, you know, spent many nights discussing with my husband about this issue. And my husband is a champion and he's always super supportive, but he wanted to support me to help me figure this out. That woman who felt discouraged and alone and felt like her whole life like had flashed before her eyes and it was over because she had twins. I mean, I was an athlete. I played lacrosse for BYU. I played sports all through high school. I liked to run. I was a fitness instructor. I was like all the things fitness. And all of a sudden, that person felt like a stranger to me. Like I didn't even know how to connect that person because my core was just so off. And that woman now knows that's not correct, that it's possible. It's possible to see changes in your core. It's possible to run without peeing your pants. It's possible to reduce your back pain because a lot of back pain is caused by a weak core on the front. At the end of the day, your core is your front muscles and your back muscles. It all connects. In fact, the transverse abdominals wraps all the way around from your spine, around your ribs, and then around the other side. It's kind of been tagged as your inner core set. It is like this big, thick, long muscle that lays underneath your rectus abdominis and underneath your internal obliques and your external obliques. And it's like the forgotten muscle. It's so important. So I want you to know if you have issues with your lower belly, if you have back pain, if you have leakage that you might have diastasis recti. And if you don't have diastasis recti, you could easily have a very weak internal core and you can still see improvements. It doesn't matter if you've had a baby four weeks ago, 12 weeks ago, you know, three years ago, 12 years ago, 20 years ago. It doesn't really matter because at any point you can strengthen your inner core. And I tell you the story because I want you to see the difference between, you know, the pregnancy and the postpartum where I didn't understand and I I just felt like I had no control over my body compared to when I did understand and how much more powerful I felt and how much more connected to my body and how much faster I healed 
you know, on the inside and the outside. And it was such a change. And I know that it's possible because of that. I've also seen it happen with tons of women that I've worked with or tons of women that I've talked to with some of the programs I have because I address this in my diastasis recti course. Obviously, that helps heal it. But you there's steps that you can do. So I want to kind of give you some first steps. So first, you're going to need to learn to fire the pelvic floor properly. Like remember how I told you I learned that in the very beginning and to connect to your transverse abdominals and kind of connect that with breathing. Now, the best part about this is I have a free tutorial that explains this. So I'm also going to put those in the show notes. It's three videos. First goes over the pelvic floor, then goes over the transverse abdominals, then connects them with movement. That's the first thing you need to do. If you can't find your pelvic floor, I'll also add, I'm going to add a couple links in the show notes to help you guys. So just don't forget to check the show notes because there's going to be some good links. If you can't find your pelvic floor though, keep trying, keep feeling for it, keep working at it. If you can get to a physiotherapist in your area, even just once or twice, it is worth the money. It is worth the money because you will feel like yourself again. And it is worth the sacrifice of spending a little less eating out or a little less doing that or like not buying clothes or whatever, you know, any extra you have, save that extra and see a physiotherapist. It is amazing. Like you might just want to look up a women's physical therapist, whatever is in your area. And if you can go see one at least once so they can help you connect. And I have that free tutorial that will also help you connect. After that, you're going to want to focus on adding movements and making sure that your core is staying connected. A lot of times when I very first got into looking into diastasis recti, I noticed there were tons of lists on the internet that were like, no, no exercises. Don't do this diastasis. No, no. And and while that was helpful information and it helped me know what to avoid, I don't feel like it taught me anything to fix the problem, if that makes sense. So I would see these big X's over like planks and bicycle, you know, butterfly bridges and and bicycle kicks, you know, that ab move where you're kicking and going and and V-ups and all this stuff. And while that is true, those exercises are very hard on your core to connect properly. It doesn't mean you can never do them again. So what happens for many people is they find out they have diastasis recti or a weak inner core. And then instead of trying to heal it, they just try to avoid the things that cause problems forever. And then they're never actually fixing the issue. So while I want you to be aware of exercises that, you know, the core is not connecting properly, and that's going to be any movement where you're putting pressure directly on the six pack. So anything like a push up or a frontal plank or um, anything where you're crunching up because that's contracting the core in a way that if your inner core is weak, you'll see a doming down the center. I'm sure if you've ever looked into diastasis recti, you've heard people talk about doming or coning. And what that looks like is like a round cylinder down the center of your stomach. I have some videos on Instagram where I show where I kick properly and my core connects. And then I have one where I kick improperly and you can see this ridge up my stomach. I'll put that in the show notes too. I got lots going in the show notes. So you can see what I mean. And for some people, that ridge is very thick. It almost looks like a bread loaf down the center of their stomach. So you're going to want to be aware and avoid for a little while exercises that cause that doming. Now, just because you're avoiding them in the beginning doesn't mean you're never going to be able to do them again. You want to work on exercises that are going to help you heal. So do the free tutorial and then on my Instagram, there are tons of exercises that show how to properly heal your core. I That's the only core movements I do. I also talk a lot about 
strengthening your inner core through daily activities like when you're moving and when and how to move around and properly like be aware of your posture and stuff because that's going to affect your core's ability to heal as well. Something else that affects your core's ability to heal is strength training. A lot of people have learned to hold their breath when we're strength training. You'll be in a squat and you'll go down the bottom of the squat and you'll go hop and you'll hold your breath and then you try to stand up. That's creating intra-abdominal pressure, which is going to irritate the weakened core, the inner, the inner, you know, core that we're talking about, diastasis recti. It's going to weaken it and cause the coning, the bread loaf that I talked about in the middle. So you don't want to hold your breath during strength training. If you're strength training, I want you to be aware of the fact that when you're, you know, inhaling and exhaling, lifting the pelvic floor, drawing the transverse abdominals in as you do the work portion of the lift. So as you're standing up from a squat, as your arms coming up for a bicep curl, as you're pressing above your head, that's the work portion where you're trying to like overpower the weight, if that makes sense. So there's two portions for strength training. There's a portion which is called the eccentric movement, where the weight is basically stronger than you. That's like going down with a squat. You are moving with the weight. So like that is the eccentric. The concentric is where you are stronger than the weight. For example, you are pushing up. You are standing up against the weight. Does that make sense? Same thing with the bicep curl. If your arm's going down with the weight, that's when you inhale. That's the eccentric movement. When your arm curls up for the bicep curl, you exhale, lift the pelvic floor, draw the transverse abdominals in, and the muscle contracts because you are working against the weight. So that's really important to be aware of too. So what I want you to focus on, if you think you have diastasis, go get my free tutorial. That's totally free. It's going to teach you how to breathe properly. Look at the show notes. Super important too. If you think you have that lower belly pooch, if you think you have a weak transverse abdominals, if it's causing you back pain, leakage, you know, sometimes it can even cause uncomfortable sex or pain, all kinds of things it can cause. Go get the tutorial. It's helpful. Be aware of when you are seeing coning or doming. So as I said, there's a lot of no-no lists that you can look up. You want to be aware of those, but just because they are not an exercise you should be doing now, it doesn't mean that you can never do them again. For example, once your core gets strong enough through proper core connection, through healing exercises, then you can ease back into some of those exercises because if you can do them correctly without intra-abdominal pressure, without that coning, then you have a functional core and you can ease back into them. So just because something is like a no-no, just because you have diastasis doesn't mean you will never be able to do front planks again. That's actually totally incorrect. I have diastasis recti. I know how to engage my core properly. So I have added back in front planks into movements because I make sure that my pelvic floor is lifted and my transverse abdominals are wrapped in supporting my core properly. And then I am able to do a plank. But while you're in the beginning stages and you're trying to heal, you are going to want to avoid some of those exercises while you try to heal. And you can't just avoid, as I said, you have to try to fix at the same time. I do have a diastasis recti course. I've kept the price of it pretty cheap. I don't really want to talk about it a ton. Not because it's not amazing, but I'm not necessarily doing this podcast to promote that. But that's on my website um, if you want to look into that, which helps you heal it. But again, I think if you can learn to focus on firing the pelvic floor, focus on connecting to your transverse abdominals, 
be aware of what exercises might be causing you issues, and then be aware of how to add movements with the breathing. There, my Instagram is plastered with movements that show how to add movement with breathing for your core. And even every video also explains how to be aware of your core during strength training. I talk about it in every video. So I want you to know you're not alone. You don't need to be discouraged. It's possible to see improvements. It's way more common than you think. I've seen a stat before that they say 66% of women experience diastasis recti. And while many women, it heals within the first 10 to 12 weeks postpartum, many women, it doesn't. And for me, it didn't. It didn't with any of my pregnancies. But it did improve as I worked on it. And I didn't need surgery, as I was told. And I was able to feel like myself again. And there is no doubt in my mind that you can see improvements. I have seen it for myself. I have seen it with hundreds, if not thousands of clients of mine that I've worked with who have done any of my programs or followed me on Instagram. They've seen changes. And I know you can too. So I hope that you take some courage in that and know that you're not alone and that diastasis recti is improvable. It is fixable. And you just got to work on it and not feel alone. I hope this episode was helpful. If you did feel like it was helpful for you and you learned something, I would love if you would share it and tag me on your social media. It always means a lot to me. If you want to leave a review, as always, you can just go over to wherever you listen to your podcast and click on reviews and write a review. I like to read those as well. I literally love doing this podcast. And when I say I'm excited to do it, I I am. I truly am. I love it. I love sharing solid knowledge for people to feel empowered and not alone and like we're a community. And I hope that you feel that here. So until next time, we'll talk later. 